I'm Dan Dews. And I'm Meredith Kelly. The hosts of Little Listener's Lounge. Be prepared to listen and learn about the magic of kids' podcasts. We talk to hosts, creators, producers, and writers and peek behind the scenes of their work. We've had some amazing guests. The deputy director of NASA. Everybody pretending to run away from a T-Rex. Is this what jellyfish are made out of? I see Lincoln's underpants. Join us to learn something new about some of your favorite podcasts. Subscribe to Little Listener's Lounge wherever you get your podcasts. guys happy 2021 this is our first episode for this year and we have a lot in store for you we've spent the holidays finding and writing stories for you i can feel it in my bones 2021 is going to be much better than 2020 but first it's time for a roaring blasting crazy BKFK shout-out to Kaya and Itai Kaunda. Thanks so much for supporting us on Patreon. Today's story is a great one, and we have kids joining us from all around the world. Hi, my name is Melody. I live in Iceland. I am eight years old, and I really like circus. Hi, my name is Marlene Miller, and I'm from San Francisco and Freiburg, Germany. I really like to draw. Hi, my name is Mia from Albuquerque, New Mexico, and I really like bunnies. Hi, my name is Thoric. I live in Iceland. I'm six years old, and I'm good at gymnastics. It really is so special to have you performing with us. And now, for the first story of the year, Thor's Hammer. This is a tale about Thor, the Norse god of thunder and lightning. He had fierce eyes, a long red beard, and muscles the size of watermelons. He was, without a doubt, the toughest of all the gods, but perhaps not the cleverest. We shall soon discover why. You see, Thor had been feasting at the great hall of a giant called Thrym. Thrym was a savage beast and not particularly clever, but he was cunning. Now Thor had a reputation of having a ferocious appetite, and even though Thrym had provided an entire roast ox for the feast, Thor had devoured it entirely. And he drank horn after horn of ale until he was not quite as attentive as he should have been. The night was long and they told tales and laughed until the early hours. The next day, Thor woke up feeling tired and groggy. As he did every morning, the first thing he reached for was his most treasured possession, his hammer. 
He loved it so much that he had given it a name, Mjolnir. It was a powerful weapon, and he used it for summoning storms. And it was gone! No! He roared! My hammer! Where is it? In a state of fury, he rummaged around his house, searching for Mjolnir. Overturning furniture and smashing walls. Swearing and cursing so badly that if I told you what he said, I'd be grounded for a year. All of this commotion attracted the attention of Loki, the god of mischief and trickery. He had nothing as powerful as Thor's hammer. No, he had other tricks up his sleeve. For instance, he was a shapeshifter. He could change his appearance. Not only that, he was also very crafty and clever. Come on now, big fella. What's all this noise about? And look at the state of your house. It's an absolute pigsty. Once Thor grew tired of roaring and smashing things up, he caught his breath and told Loki about the missing hammer, Mjolnir. Thrym, muttered Loki. Something tells me he might have something to do with this. So Loki set off for Frigga's house. Frigga was the stepmother of Thor, and she had something that Loki needed. Loki knocked on her door. The kindly woman opened the door. Frigga, said Loki, please lend me your falcon cloak so I can fly to the Hall of Thrym and find out if he knows where Mjolnir is. If every feather on my cloak was silver, said Frigga, I would give it to you for such an important job. Her falcon cloak was, as the name implies, made from falcon feathers. But that's not all. Whoever wore the cloak could turn into a falcon, which is exactly what Loki did. He soared through the air above the clouds and eventually came to Jotunheim, the place where Thrym lived. He found the giant on a hillside, putting golden and silver collars on the necks of his ferocious hounds. Loki, in his falcon disguise, perched on the rock above him, watching the giant with his falcon eyes. And while he was there, he heard the giant say boastfully, I put colors of silver and gold on you now, my hounds, he said. But soon we giants will have all the gold of Asgard, the home of the gods. Because we giants have stolen Mjolnir, the hammer of Thor. Then Loki spoke to him. We know you have Mjolnir. But know this, the eyes of the watchful gods are upon you. Ha! Loki, shape changer. You are there, but all your watching will not help you to find Mjolnir. I have buried Thor's hammer 
eight miles deep in the earth. Find it if you can. It is below the caves of the dwarves. Is there nothing at all we can offer you for Thor's hammer? Asked Loki. No, cunning Loki, I will never return it. Roared Thrym. Not for anything. Really? Is there nothing at all? No treasure, no possession, Odin's ring, or Frey's ship, Skidbladnir. No, there's only one thing I will take in exchange for Mjolnir. Then what would that be, Thrym? Said Loki, flying toward him. The goddess Freya for my wife, said Thrym. Loki watched Thrym for a long time with his falcon eyes. He saw that the giant would not change his mind. I will tell the gods of your demand, he said at last, and he flew away. Loki knew that Freya would have no desire to be the wife of Thrym, the stupidest of the giants. Upon Loki's return, he told the gods of Asgard about Thrym's demands. Well, that's simple, roared Thor. Freya, it looks like Thrym will be your future husband. In your dreams, you bearded beast, laughed Freya. Nobody tells me who I can and can't marry. Next time, be more careful when you feast. And no matter how much Thor raged, no matter how much he begged, Freya would not change her mind. The gods despaired. They would never again be able to help mortal men. For now that Mjolnir was in the giant's hands, all their strength would have to be used in the defense of Asgard. So they sat in the council hall, silent and depressed. At last, Loki said, I have thought of a cunning plan that may win back Thor's hammer from stupid Thrym. Let us pretend to send Freya to Jotunheim as a bride for him. But let one of the gods go in Freya's veil and dress. Which of the gods would do such a shameful thing? Said those in the council. Oh, I think it is fitting, said Loki, that he who lost the hammer, Thor, should be the one to win it back. What? shouted Thor. Me dressed in woman's clothes? Yes, Thor, laughed Loki. And wear a veil over your head and a garland of flowers upon it. I wear a garland of flowers? And rings on your fingers. And I shall be with you as your bridesmaid. Oh, sweet, sweet maiden Thor, this must be done to regain Mjölmir. Thrym will take no reward other than Freya. Now listen, when you are in his hall and he asks you to join hands with him, say you will not until he puts Mjölmir into your hands. Then, when your mighty hammer is in your grip, you can do what you do best and have your glorious vengeance on the giants. Loki! Spattered Thor. The gods will never stop laughing at me, said Loki. 
Yes, but there will never be laughter again in Asgard, unless you bring back the hammer. It's the only way, Thor. So, Thor and Loki set out for Jotunheim. A messenger had gone before them to tell Thrym that Freya was coming with her bridesmaid, that the wedding feast was to be prepared and the guests gathered, and that Mjolnir was to be at hand so that it might be given over to the gods of Asgard. Thrym and his giant mother hurried to make everything ready. Loki came to the giant's house in the dress of a bride and a bridesmaid. A veil was over Thor's head, hiding his hairy beard and his fierce eyes. He wore a red embroidered robe. Loki was veiled too. The hall of Thrym's great house was swept and decorated and great tables were laid for the feast. Thrym's mother was going from one guest to another, boasting that her son was marrying the most beautiful of all the gods. When Thor and Loki stepped inside the hall, Thrym went to welcome them. He wanted to raise the veil of his bride and give her a kiss. Loki quickly laid his hand on the giant's shoulder. Do not raise her veil, he whispered. We gods in Asgard are bashful. Freya would be very offended to be kissed before her marriage. Yes, yes, said Thrym's old mother. Do not raise your bride's veil, my son. These dwellers in Asgard are more refined in their ways than we the giants. Then the old woman took Thor by the hand and led him to the table. The great size of the bride and her muscled figure did not surprise the huge giants who were at the wedding because their wives were also rather beefy. They stared at Thor and Loki, but they could see nothing of their faces and little of their forms because of their veils. Thor sat at the table with Thrym on one side of him and Loki on the other. Then the feast began. Thor, not noticing that what he did was unusual for a delicate maiden, ate eight portions of salmon right away. Loki nudged him and pressed his foot, but Thor was too busy munching away to notice. After the salmon, he ate a whole ox. These maids of Asgard, said Thrym, they may be refined, but their appetites are certainly big enough. No wonder she eats poor thing, said Loki to Thrym. It's been eight days since we left Asgard. Freya never ate on the way, because she was so anxious to see the great Thrym and to come to his house. Poor darling, poor darling, said the giant. What she has eaten is little, after all. Then came the beer. <laughs> Thor's eyes glistened with excitement, and before long, three barrels lay empty on the floor. 
Then a piece of the veil slipped aside and Thor's eyes were seen for an instant. Oh, how does it come that Freya has such glaring eyes? Said Thrym. Poor thing, poor thing. Said Loki. No wonder her eyes are glaring and staring. She hasn't slept for eight nights. But now the time has come for you to join hands with your bride. But first, give her the hammer Mjolnir so that she may know the great reward that the giants have given for her coming. Then Thrym, the stupidest of the giants, rose up and brought Mjolnir, the mighty hammer of Asgard, into the feasting hall. <laughs> Thor could hardly restrain himself from springing up and seizing it from the giant. But Loki was able to keep him still. Thrym brought over the hammer and put the handle into the hands of his bride-to-be. Thor's hands closed on his hammer. Instantly he stood up. The veil fell off him. His countenance and his blazing eyes were seen by all. My hammer! With a mighty roar, he struck one thunderous blow on the wall of the hall. Ha! Down it crashed. Then Thor went striding out of the ruin with Loki beside him. While within, the giants bellowed as the roof and walls fell down on them. And so was Mjolnir, the hammer of Asgard, lost and won back, thanks to Loki, the god of mischief and cunning plans. Hey guys, if you like this episode, please share it with your friends and family. It is one of the best ways to support BKFK Storytime.